welcome to the All Things Overlanding podcast. My name is Fletch, and I'll be your host. Are you ready for some great overlanding content? Then let's get into it. Hey there, Fletch from All Things Overlanding here. On today's episode, um, I'm going to be talking about something that's a little painful for me to admit. Um, I have been a budget-minded overlander my entire life, and just a budget-minded person in general. I am typically super cheap. Um, That being said, the more that I've done this thing, the more that I've realized that there are certain things that you can cheap out on, and there are certain things that you need to just go ahead and buy once, cry once, right? So I wanted to kind of admit to some of that today. I wanted to talk through my ideas for like what you really need to focus on from a budget standpoint and what you can focus on more from a, a quality standpoint in hopes that, you know, especially for like newer folks to overlanding uh, that are still making these decisions. You know, I see those questions all the time on like Overlanding USA Facebook group. Um, You know, what gear do I need to start? Right. So again, today I want to talk a little bit more about at least the categories that you need to focus on where you would want to spend more money maybe once and get better equipment that will last longer and be more reliable versus the stuff that you can kind of cheap out on. So if that's something you want to learn about, stay tuned. All Things Overlanding is brought to you by some fantastic companies. You should definitely check out the description and click through their links to see all the awesome stuff they offer. Companies like Red Arc for all your overlanding power management needs. Last US Bag, tons of amazing quality overlanding bags. Rugged Bound Supply Company, rooftop tents, awnings, roof racks, and more. The Moore Expo 2022, get your tickets below. And Northology Overland, guided overlanding trips and a free overlanding magazine. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All right, so today I'm going to talk through three things where I think you should spend the money and three things where you could probably save some money by buying cheaper stuff. Um, Again, this isn't going to be an end-all, be-all list. This is just sort of the top three that I picked for savings and the top three that I picked for where you should spend the money. Um, Again, I hope that this stuff is going to be helpful for you, but there's going to be things that I miss or things that you think are more important. So post up in the comments below. Let me know what you think I missed. Let me know what you think is most important. Let me know if you agree or disagree with this list, you know? Any conversation is a healthy conversation. Um, So let's talk about what we're going to hit today. I think you should spend money on these three categories. Recovery gear, your refrigerator if you're into refrigerators, and your shelter. Whether that be a tent, a hammock, a rooftop tent, you know, whatever. Where I think you can save money is on, you know, things like flashlights, small electronics, lighting around camp. You can have redundancies. You don't need to spend a million bucks and buy the big name stuff on that. Um... If you are not a fridge camper, then there are a lot of really nice off-brand rotiformed coolers now that can save you a mint over like a Yeti or even an RTIC, that kind of thing. So you can definitely save some money there. And then comms is another place. And when I say you could save money there, I don't necessarily mean you have to buy like the cheapest Chinese brands of everything, but like even Midland stuff is pretty reasonably priced. You can get some really inexpensive handhelds, um, some really nice mounted units for your vehicle that are not gonna break the bank. So let's start with where you should spend, and first let's talk about recovery gear. 
Um, you know, in my experience, I've had a lot of recovery gear. Because I'm cheap, I've bought a lot of crappy stuff. I've had, you know, straps let go on me. I accidentally, when I was brand new, bought a toe strap instead of a recovery strap that didn't have any flex in it. And after a couple of yanks on that, it snapped right in half and scared the crap out of all of us. We all learned our lesson that day. So don't do that. Um, but with recovery gear, again, you don't have to go out and buy the most expensive thing possible. But make sure that you're, you know, reading reviews. Make sure that you're, you're sort of researching on, you know, groups and boards and things like that to find out what people are using, find out what people are having really good luck with. Um, you know, I, I recently got a strap and a couple of D-rings that came in a really nice bag from Vic Off-Road. Vic Off-Road is really big in the off-roading and, and overlanding industry. Um, so, like, I trust their stuff more than a generic brand on Amazon that has 20 reviews, right? So, like, in that instance, I'll put a link down below to the one that I'm talking about that I got. But I really like that strap. I've used it a few times. It's been great. Um, you know, no issues, no, you know, wear and tear. It, it seems to be holding up great. And I like that it comes with a bag. So there's, you know, there's some advantages above and beyond just the reliability of it. You also get some nicer stuff like a carrying bag. So that your dirty recovery stuff can be put away and stored without making a mess in your rig. Um, so recovery gear is one of those things where you probably should spend a little bit more just because it's about your safety, really, right? So when you're talking about safety, you don't want to skimp on that. Um, as far as where you can save, you know, I've had a lot of flashlights from like really expensive, you know, LED rechargeable flashlights down to some really inexpensive, like two for 20 bucks. Again, anything that I'm talking about in this video, I'll put links in the description so you can see what I'm talking about yourself. Um, but like, I've had a lot of really inexpensive flashlights that are great, that are brighter than the more expensive flashlights, and they're a fraction of the price. And again, that's not something where you're talking about necessarily life and death. Again, if you've got a couple of them and one of the rechargeable ones dies, you can pull out another one. If you've got a battery-operated one and a rechargeable one, you've got options, you know. Um, so flashlights and lighting in general is one that I kind of generally don't spend a ton of money on, and I've had really good luck with the majority of those types of products. So the next thing that I think you should spend money on, fridge. So again, I've had an Alpacool, no problems, nothing bad to be said about them, but I know a lot of people that have had hit or miss stuff with them. I've read a lot of reviews, I've talked to people that have had them where the latch breaks. And if your latch breaks on your fridge, that's what holds it shut and keeps that cold in. You're talking about massive losses in efficiency. And when you're talking about... Um, you know, making sure that you have enough food for your trip, it's very important that you have a fridge that is reliable and is going to last and has a good compressor and is going to last for a long time. Also, it's a big investment, right? So if you're going to spend $300, why not spend $500, $550? And instead of getting that Alpacool, get that Iceco fridge. That's why recently I upgraded to an Iceco fridge. It's about the same size as my old Alpacool, but it has a much better quality compressor in it. I also got the drawer slide with it that allows me to get it in and out of the vehicle easier. Um, so, you know, in that case, that thing should last me three, four, five times longer probably than the Alpacool will. Um, again, three years ago, two years ago when I bought my Alpacool, I was literally just looking for the cheapest possible thing. Now that I've been doing it for a while, I'm like, just give me a good quality unit that's not $4,000 or $2,000 or even $1,000, um, and that works for me. I'm sure there are even better options out there than the Iceco, but again, for me, the Iceco is a good middle ground between like a Snowmaster, really, really quality Dometic fridge, right, that's going to cost you quite a bit, and for me, who doesn't get to go as much as I would like to, that's more of a weekend warrior type overlander, um, I still get a really high quality fridge for not a ton of money, but for significantly more than the Alpacool. Um, so if you can afford it, buy a Dometic, buy a Snowmaster, buy one of those really, really high quality fridges. If you go a ton every year for really long periods of time, then you're going to want a really good fridge. Um, you know, I guess this may be one that you can kind of go back and forth on. If you are more of a weekend warrior and you go on six to eight trips a year, 
Maybe a $300 fridge is fine for you, right? Um, but again, I just went a little bit higher than that and went up to the Iceco where, again, I get some good quality and I went ahead and spent some more money on it than I did on the Alpacool, made it all worth it for me. So another place that you could save money though then is on the cooler side because, you know, the cooler doesn't have compressors. It doesn't have that expensive additional stuff. It doesn't have power requirements. You don't have to worry about whether that Alpacool is significantly less uh, efficient than the Iceco and runs more and could potentially kill your battery while you're out on a trip. With a cooler, it's a fixed thing, right? You do want it to hold ice. You want it to stay cold. Um, but there are, again, like I will put a link to my 20-quart uh, small rotiform cooler that I've got, this thing was a fraction of the price of a Yeti, maybe like a third or a quarter of the price of a Yeti. And I've taken this thing out on trips and it's held ice for three, four days. Um, so, you know, again, you can save a ton of money on coolers and things like that that aren't the electrical, you know, aren't as as necessary to have good efficiency and long longevity with, right? Um, so that is a good way to save money. If you are not a fridge person, you want to do coolers, you could save some money there. Again, I'll put a link in the description to the one that I've used for several years and had great luck with. All right. So my next item that I think that it is worth it to spend a little bit more on and get a better, more name brand thing is shelter. And again, this can apply to tents. It can apply to hammocks. It can apply to rooftop tents. It can apply to just about any type of shelter solution that you could get for camping slash overlanding. Um, the reason that I say this is, so for example, um, I went through several Coleman $50 pop-up tents. Awesome tents. I really like the tents. But I would be lucky to get a year, year and a half out of them using them maybe, you know, 8 to 12 times a year. They're just made cheaply, right? Like they're just made cheaply. Um, there are a lot of like knockoff swag tents and stuff out there, which actually I'm kind of pondering for my uh, upcoming... Ford Maverick build because I don't want to do like a full rack and and you know lose my whole bed but I would rather have something that I could set up in the bed possibly get up off the ground get away from the bugs um, but I'm so what I'm kind of considering is like a cot tent or a swag tent for that um, there are a ton out there that are like 100 150 bucks somewhere in that ballpark but they just they don't get good reviews they don't even say waterproof they say like water resistant or drizzle resistant which I'm kind of like I don't want to be sleeping in the back of my truck and suddenly I'm soaking wet right so I may have to spend a few hundred bucks on a really good uh, cot tent, but then I will I will buy it once and I can use it for years, right? So, and it kind of seems to work that way with everything. Again, ground tents like a gazelle tent for three or four hundred bucks is a big investment. But again, I've spent a few hundred bucks already at buying Walmart tents and Coleman pop-up tents and all these different tents that get rips in the screens. The bug nets go bad. The zippers go bad. That was my problem with, I had two of those $50 Coleman pop-up tents. Um, and in both cases, the tent itself was still fine, but the zippers just totally lost it. Like you couldn't zip them. They would come off the tracks, couldn't fix them. Um, they were just so cheap that the zipper sucked. Um, same with rooftop tents, right? Like there are a ton of like budget options out there. There's people buying stuff in bulk off Alibaba and then redistributing them and they're just not going to last. And so even though you might be able to get one of those for, let's say a thousand bucks or 1500 bucks um, for like a hard shell knockoff Chinese tent, the zippers are going to go bad. 
They're, you're going to have problems with your fabric. You're going to have leaks and stuff like that. Whereas if you bought like an eye camper or like a rugged bound or, you know, something like that that's designed to last, that's built to be resilient, um, it's going to last you for longer. Even though it's going to be more expensive, instead of spending a thousand bucks every two or three years, you're going to spend two thousand bucks or three thousand bucks once and then it's going to last for eight to ten years, right? Um, so when it comes to shelter, I'm kind of more of an advocate for spending there. And, and I say that from experience. I bought the cheap tents. My first rooftop tent was a $1,000-ish, um, the Raptor series. And actually, I really like that tent. I really The tent itself was fine. The cover really kind of sucked. I tore it almost immediately the first time that I used it. It was a pain in the butt to get on and off. Those are some of the other things. Aside from just longevity and, and quality, ease of use is important too, right? Um so just be thinking about that stuff when you're when you're contemplating a shelter. That may be a place to spend a little bit more money. Um, another place where you could save money, and kind of the last thing to wrap this this episode up here is comms. And again, when I say save money on comms, I don't mean go out and buy you know whatever generic weird named brand radios you can find because those are probably not going to last very long. But you can buy, like, the Baofeng is kind of like a Chinese radio, but it has really good reviews, and tons of people have used it. I haven't used one, but I know a bunch of people that have, and they love them. Um, I've had Midland stuff my whole life. I had a set of Midland handhelds that was like 40 bucks for a pair of handheld, rechargeable, battery-powered handheld GMRS units. And they were fantastic. They worked really well. I still have them. I give them my kids and let them take them out into the woods when we go camping. And I've got my truck mounted unit so we can communicate. Um, you know, my Midland, uh, MXT 275 has been fantastic. I've had it on my last truck. I moved it to my new truck. Works perfectly. I get tons of range out of a couple mile range pretty easily. Every time they just came out with like a, a 50 watt unit. That's crazy powerful, like the max power you can get. Now that one's pricier, right? That one's less budget minded, but even the Midland stuff is pretty reasonably priced. You're not going to spend thousands of dollars on comms or anything like that. You're going to spend a little bit more than you might on like the very, very generic ones, but you're still going to get really good quality that's going to last you for a long time without spending a ton of money. Um, So again, that was sort of my top three places to spend money on overlanding gear and my top three places to save money on overlanding gear. So I hope that that was helpful for you guys. Um, again, as always, I'm sure that you guys have ideas about this stuff too. I would love to hear from you in the comments on the YouTube video. Post up down below and let me know like where you think you should spend money or where you think you should save money or you know tips or tricks or ideas or things that you've bought that you know seemed really cheap but actually were really quality and you've used for quite a while. I'd love to hear from you guys. Um, as always, in the description below will be links to my featured partners. They're all awesome. They have awesome products, so I definitely recommend checking them out. Um, also links to Facebook, Instagram, the podcast if you're on YouTube, YouTube if you're on the podcast, um, the Patreon page, really, really trying to grow that group now. It's slowly growing to a group of like super fanatical weekend warrior, budget-minded overlanders. So I want to get that up to 25 folks. And when we do that, then I'm going to plan at least one, maybe two times a year to have some like Patreon subscriber campouts slash overlanding events where we'll go and hit some trails for a day or two and go camping. Um, so again, just trying to build that up so that there's enough of us so that it makes sense and we can talk about it. Um, but so if that's something you're interested in, hop over there and, and sign up for the Patreon page. And then last but not least, Newbie Overlanders Facebook group. We're at about one and a half thousand people in that group already. And I just started it like a month, month and a half ago. So I'm super excited about that group. There's tons of cool conversations happening over there. So if you're interested in that, definitely go and uh, join that as well. Um, But as always, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. I appreciate you guys. And we'll see you next week.